Welcome back to Trending in Education. Dan Strapper, Mike Palmer along with you on this Thanksgiving Day. Happy gobble gobble to everyone. We're here to talk about gratefulness and the uh, idea of learning it, a very in the now topic. Mike, something you like to maybe refer to as zeitgeisty. I got yes. the first here on this episode, but how are you doing? I'm good. And, uh, you know, Thanksgiving makes me think about uh, thankfulness, the importance of gratitude, and turduckens, which are uh, three-part portmanteaus. So um, the turducken is part turkey, part duck, part chicken. That's right. Uh, I believe, let me get the, hang on, Dan, let me see, I'm going to take a moment here. I think it's is it a chicken and a duck and a turkey? That, that or, is how I've come to understand it, yes. I, I guess it depends, right? Because uh, like humans, chickens can come in all sizes as well as ducks and turkeys. That's very right. So, uh, so you, you don't, you know, it could be an inverse uh, turducken or a chidurkuk. I don't know. I don't know. We're, 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 we're freestyling. We're workshopping. But, any, but anyway, happy, uh, happy Thanksgiving, Dan, even though we're temporarily not in thanksgiving this is entering the universe on thanksgiving and we wanted to talk about the importance of thankfulness gratitude there's a bunch of articles that we've been reading i'm thankful for articles i'm thankful for the internet uh i'm thankful for this show i'm thankful for your 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 stalwart co-hosting and producing there's so many things to be thankful about but uh, but just uh, the turducken uh, captured my uh, my initial thinking, and uh, and yeah yeah that's kind of where I'm at. It is a good one. I'm I'm grateful for all of the above as well. Uh, this uh, podcast and all of our listeners. I think that goes without saying. Hope everyone yeah. is having a happy Thanksgiving for those who are celebrating here in the states. Those abroad, uh, welcome to a Thursday and uh, to trending in education. But uh, we do appreciate you listening as well. Of course, we are going to talk about learning to be grateful and the idea therein. There are a couple articles out there on maybe how to focus more on that. An interesting article from HBR about why and how to be grateful intentionally, how to be more intentional about it and what the effects of your gratefulness are and one around being grateful for higher education. All of those, uh, I think, interesting topics to dive into today. But I do want to start off, you already hit on the introduction. What's your favorite uh, Thanksgiving dish? Wow. Yeah. Heavy hitting here at the top. I know, I know. You're, you're really uh, pulling no punches. Uh, you know, I like, I like mashed potatoes mm -hmm. I, i'm not gonna lie but i also feel like bad mashed potatoes can ruin the meal so i would say uh you know mashed potatoes are kind of the litmus test of your thanksgiving meal so like i love and i'm very thankful for good mashed potatoes i'm frequently troubled and uh and turned off to the whole experience when the mashed potatoes are not up to my liking. Are they, are they uh, like the prefab powdered kind? Is the, are they lumpy in a way that doesn't make sense? Are they, are they buttery enough? I don't know. But like, I think a lot, just as a, as a little learning tip for those of you who are preparing uh, Thanksgiving, no pressure. But, um, but if you're going mashed potatoes, same thing with stuffing too. Don't mail it in. Right. Don't mail in. If you, if you take one thing away from this show today, don't mail in the stuffing or the mashed potatoes because think of your postal carriers. You know, like it's, it's Thanksgiving. You don't, you don't want to mail those things in. All right, Dan, let's get it together. You know, we're, it's like a bonus. It's a gift. 
Thanksgiving is a gift. It's cornucopia, if you will. You're um, welcome for this show. Where are we I going? I will say the thing you can mail in is cranberry sauce. It's got to come in the can. Give me the can. Just you like a little, yep. little jiggle to it? A little jiggle to the cranberry sauce. Mix that in with the mashed potatoes and the stuffing, and I am set. Yeah. Um, some turkey is fine as well. But You like, you like mixing your plate, right? I a do. little like the, the intersectionality of the Thanksgiving plate, which is another show entirely. Yes. But, and uh, learning how to cook for Thanksgiving. I'm sure plenty of people are looking up YouTube videos or recipes online, and the idea of, of learning on the fly how to cook a, a turkey or mashed potatoes or stuffing is happening as yeah. people are also listening to this. So, Learn, uh, learning how to, because um, frequently at a good Thanksgiving table, there's, uh, there's more uh, serving plates than there is room to right. put them on the table. So, like, it is sort of like a team building exercise. Uh, and again, just like mashed potatoes, I've had good Thanksgivings where like, man, we're like, we're like a synchronized swim team here. Look at how we're passing the green beans and the stuffing and we know who likes what. And then there's also those times where you're like, oh my God, we haven't even started talking about politics and we already have supply chain problems. <laughs> you know, like the mashed potatoes, like, you know. They're on the wrong end of the table. Oh my God. And that uncle's over serving himself, you know, like, which is a whole nother Somebody put the hot gravy in front of the baby and gravies and babies. Bad you situation. Know? But we dive in here uh, with this Inc.com article on these five brain hacks will help you become more grateful. This is from John Hall, who is listed as co-founder and president of Calendar. Uh, we'll look up exactly what that role entails, but uh, he has a book out, Top of Mind that he uses to discuss being grateful as well. During the holidays, it is important to do so. So it's a list, Mike. We like lists here on the show. I will admit, I don't find any of these earth shattering. I don't think there's anything that is uh, being breaking news, but it is good to see in a list form ways to sort of center yourself, maybe a little bit more mindful about learning how to be grateful. Uh, but uh, would you like to run down the list or would you care for me to run down the list here on the show? I'll run down the list, but shot fired. Dan, wow. Man, honest, I'm grateful wow. for honesty. You here. know, it's Thanksgiving. First off, I want to thank, <laughs> I would like to thank John Hall for the time he took to put together his thoughts for the five ways in which we can all learn to be more grateful. So uh, nice job, John. Thank you for that. And, and apologies for Dan. Uh, but uh but yeah, maybe not overly uh, surprising, but let's, 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 let's take a little stroll through them because uh, it is Thanksgiving, right? Uh, and we folks probably have time, you know, unless you're cooking, in which case this could be on while you're preparing things. Uh, so first, remind yourself to thank the people who lend you a hand, right? So sure. Uh, and this is where you mentioned it, Dan, but like the connection between mindfulness and gratitude. Uh, Russell Glass talked about that when we were uh, talking about Ginger and behavioral health apps and uh, sort of the mindfulness movement. There's a related movement around uh, the importance of gratitude, uh, particularly as uh, we enter an increasingly narcissistic, um, self-centered uh, universe. It's important to understand how, uh, you know, none of us really operate entirely in isolation of others, no matter right. how much we, we seem like we have our act together. The act is a collaborative effort, and, uh, and frequently it's easy to forget the people who are making you better at, uh, at life. So, so that's a good one. Uh, second one is start your day with intentional gratitude. 
this is the one that even though you may have heard it before, I think is important. Uh, I've heard a lot of stuff in the self-improvement space around the first thing you do after you wake up um, and how that's like a really, uh, you know, beginnings and endings are really important and the beginning of your day is super important. Uh, I would kind of tack on because I don't think it made his top five is similar reflection at the end of the day, like mm -hmm. looking back on like, what what happened today that was really special like who was able to help me today um but before you just you know reach for your phone and sort of dive into your uh typical routines uh taking a moment to just be reflective um and uh, to think about what you're grateful for uh for those of us uh you know not to to overplay the the early parent card but uh but when you have a, a young child, you're frequently immediately confronted with the fact that you have a, a young child because they frequently are what wakes you up. Uh, so it's important, I think, to remember that you're thankful for that. Uh, and then uh, as someone who for many, many years didn't have a young child, if you wake up and can have a moment to be reflective and thankful, be thankful for that. You know, like you have a little bit of peace and quiet in your morning. So uh, good job by you. Uh, so, so that's that. Experiencing different cultures is number three. So be thankful for the opportunity to be exposed to more than your narrow slice of the world and of uh, consciousness in the 21st century. There are plenty of ways to diversify that understanding. Uh, I think this is John's way to say, try to get out there, see other things, experience other things. And then, uh, you know, gratitude only comes upon reflection. So reflect on those experiences, which is great. Number four is surround yourself with grateful people. Uh, so uh, they'll make you feel better because they'll be appreciative of you. Uh, and then uh, also like, you know, the flip side is also true. Like people who aren't grateful, people aren't appreciative of you, um, you know, maybe takers and toxic and uh, just being smart about that is a good thing. If you've been clever enough to navigate your life so that you're not surrounded by uh, takers and instead people who are grateful for where they are and what they have access to is important. Uh, and then the last one is put yourself in someone else's shoes, which is uh, sort of the power of empathy and theory of mind and the ability to sort of step outside of yourself uh, from time to time. Check yourself before you wreck yourself, uh, so to speak. But um, yeah, maybe not overly deep, cuts but uh but i think there's some truth in all of them and uh i i for one was grateful for the the effort that uh that ink.com and john hall put in in putting that article together uh, well i think the thing that happens with a lot of these sort of lists is individually they all make sense but bringing them together to make a finer point is what i think john hall does here around the multiple steps you can take to get to a place where you understand being grateful and you understand uh, how to get there at a higher plane or whatever sort of phrase you want to use there and a more regular basis. It's pretty easy to be grateful when something happens, right? Someone holds a door open for you, say thank you. Or when right. someone brings you uh, soup when you're sick, you, you say thank you. But right. being consistently grateful and acknowledging things you're grateful for, I'll use an anecdotal personal story. My wife uh, a while back instituted what we call calm down with our kids. And basically it was meant because our middle child was having trouble getting to sleep. It was meant to sort of just relax them and, and focus their, their attention. But what we do is it's sort of the rose and thorn exercise. Some people use in icebreakers. We talk about one thing that they love from their day, one thing that made them sad or made them upset from their day. 
Then we talk about three things they're grateful for and what they're looking forward to tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So that we do that every night before bed so that we're talking about the day that was and yeah. the day that's coming. And we allow them to say, now typically they're, what they're grateful for is pretty static. It's usually the same three answers or similar answers. Yeah. So they buck that trend and get outside the box. But I think, and this is to my wife's credit, it's making them think about it outside right. of the moment of being grateful. And I do think that's what John here, you know, my shade before uh, aside, um, I do think this sort of article allows people to think larger and broader than in the moment gratitude mm-hmm. and learn more about how to do things like that, which is important. It's being yeah. grateful for all things all the time rather than just in the moment when it matters. Yeah, I think that's right. And we talk a lot about the importance of intentionality, like actually intending to do the things you do rather than doing them reflexively or automatically. And um, I've even, I don't think we necessarily prepped this article, but I have seen, I think it might've been uh, Ariana Huffington on Thrive talking about uh, something related where rather than saying, thank you, say, I'm grateful. And uh, any ways in which you can signal that I'm not just uh, almost behavioral using the words that I've been trained to use to be courteous, but instead I'm noticing something very specific and I'm very consciously aware of something about someone else besides myself. And I want to make sure that that person understands that I've noticed that and I'm appreciating it. Um, any kind of like awareness of other, which I think comes up in the, the Harvard Business Review article, uh, which we'll share out as well, um, I think is really what thankfulness is about. And the other could, could be other people around you. It could also just be, um, you know, your circumstances. Right. But I think anything that is not really internal in its focus and instead is more um, about others, um, even if it winds up being um, a little bit artificial at first, I think when you get in the practice of doing that, practice? When you get in the practice of doing that, I think it starts to change how you think. And that's also what's interesting about a lot of these sort of more the behavioral aspects of gratitude is that there are neurochemical connections, uh, both to the individual who's then saying I'm thankful for something, but also to the person who hears it. Yep. So like, this is one of those things where virtue is its own reward, where if you can be genuinely grateful to others for their contributions to your life, you know, they'll appreciate you more and it will net benefit you more uh, which is why it is a bit of a life hack. Like it is actually a way um, to kind of build collaboration and trust and good feeling. And uh, even if it sort of breaks from some of the conventions around I, me, my, uh, you know, and even if it is ultimately narcissistic or self-interested, right. um, it is interesting to see that there's a growing body of research that's saying people who understand that they're not alone and that they actually need help and that they're reliant on others uh, and that those who can then not only be aware of that, but then call, call out through what they say and do that they realize they're dependent on others and that uh, they appreciate that um, generally have an advantage over those who make everything about how great they are. And, uh, and then we're, it's a particularly important in the, the culture of narcissism that, that we're kind of living in nowadays, where everybody is about themselves, the projects they're working on, uh, their own stories that they want to tell. So like any ways in which you can force yourself to kind of break out of that habit, 
um, I think are ultimately, you know, ultimately in your best interest, but I think also will, will likely build friends and, uh, you know, partners in, uh, in your life. So, so yeah, it's uh, being thankful. It's good. It's good practice and it's, it's good, good for, for you. you. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's good for you. And I think it's a great point of, and yes, maybe ultimately it is narcissistic or self-serving, but it, it does build, right? It builds on itself. It builds friendships, it builds partnerships, it builds trust. Yeah. And that is just something that is immensely uh, important uh, in work life, in home life, uh, in parenting and all those things. So yeah, it reminds gratitude. me, yeah, it reminds me a little bit of like the marshmallow test, like anything you could do to kind of like get past your first reaction, which is like, oh, there's a marshmallow on the table, I'm going to eat it. Or, man, those mashed potatoes look good, I'm going to chow right down. <laughs> if instead you give it to your cousin first, rather than serve yourself, it's a signal that you can control your reptile brain to the point of being other-focused rather than self-focused. And if even, you know, in the back of your mind, maybe in your prefrontal cortex somewhere, you understand that ultimately this game theory will net benefits for me, if everybody operated that way, the world would be a much better place. Right. And you'd get more for yourself in the end, in, yeah. in, in, in context. I will point out, nice callback by you, and I'm appreciative of uh, and grateful for this callback to Thrive Global. Uh, it was an article by Jeff Hayden from mm. February of this year, yeah. uh, who is a, it says a Inc. Contributing editor. So I'm not sure, sure if that refers to Thrive Global or to Inc., which we're referencing here on this other article, uh, but it is saying, I'm grateful rather than thank you. Yeah. Uh, and it's discussing Chick fil A actually as sort of the jumping off point where the uh, workers there use my pleasure rather yep. than you're welcome. And then it also talks about uh, the power of praise and how praise can work to feel better about yourself, mm. not just about praising the other person and making them feel better, which I think segues into the HBR article that you've already referenced. Yeah. Um, that is from 2016, just for context, but uh, it's been reshared this time of year on LinkedIn pretty much every year since then. Thanksgiving. Uh, exactly. Um, so it's from Heidi Grant. Uh, this is from June 29, 2016, originally. And it's a Harvard Business Review article called Stop Making Gratitude All About You. Yeah. And so the context here, Mike, as you've already alluded to, is that in thanking people and saying how you feel from it specifically is maybe a negative as compared to saying praising them for their gratefulness. Yes. And so it's a little bit meta and it's a little bit above the discussion, but is similar in sense of, and I think what we talked about before recording and the point I want to make is I think the point it makes or what I got from it is that the intentionality of the words we use mm -hmm. and how we speak to one another does matter. And mm -hmm. studying that and seeing the effects therein matter. I was a little, you know, flip and glib when I first re reacted to it saying, well, well, just be kinder to people and you want me to be grateful for you being grateful. Great. But I do think there's some substance here about how we interact with people, how we speak to each other and the language we use and how it positively or negatively affects one another. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, signaling that you're able to step outside of your own uh, sort of knee-jerk egotism, which, uh, which we all have. So like there is sort of like- I thought you were big, saying that to me. Yeah, you're not a, a knee-jerk uh, and you're not an egotist, no more so than any of us are. But uh, I'm not knee-jerking you around here, Dan. But, um, but like, I think there is a, a natural tendency to be about yourself that we all share. It's part of what it means to be human. But I think like at least 
having the ability to change your frame of reference to have you not be the exclusive protagonist in your own narrative and understand that other narratives coexist with your own. There are ways in which language can get you there. And, uh, and then generally speaking, this is also why, uh, you know, I'm not a big fan of autocomplete and sort of language that the algorithm feeds you because it tends to be lazy. And, uh, you know, just saying thank you is clearly better than not saying anything. But if what you say rather than thank you is more something specific and relevant to the individual who's talking to you, uh, and then regardless of whether it's thankful or I'm grateful, if you're actually specifying the behavior or you're specifying the attributes of the other, it's just a reminder to the people who you're dealing with in your day-to-day -day that you don't think of the world as entirely about you. Even if that is to our meta point, and uh, we'll keep going in circles on this, but even if that is in some ways ultimately in service of your own net benefit, it still signals like, I don't think about it just as me. Like, and any ways in which we can get out of that trap um, I think is ultimately beneficial. And then uh, a lot of the neuro, neuroscience research is showing that it's, it's actually better uh, for you. It's healthier to be grateful and to take time to reflect on these types of things. And Thanksgiving's a great time to do it, right? It is. We have uh, another personal story. We have a thankful tree in our house this year where it's a tree with leaves that you can write what you're thankful for and put it up there. And uh, it always manages to become a, a battle between my two older daughters for who can put the most up there yeah. or that they're grateful for. But a little competition, it goes a long way among siblings. It's I fine. mean, ho hopefully it doesn't turn into the giving tree, right? So, uh, <laughs> right. Very which, uh, which is another call out to Adam Grant, uh, who's done a ton of work on give and take around organizational psychology he just wrote a children's book uh which which is interesting too it's sort of talking about um the importance of giving i didn't know the, that i didn't know yeah, that. yeah yeah the importance of uh raising children uh i think he likes to um it, it's similar language games really where it's like when your child is generous uh rather than saying uh nice job instead saying you're a giver i like how you did that because you're a generous soul you know, so the more you're attributing generosity in your children and in the people you're around as like sort of their root metaphor, their root, um, the root attribution of their behavior, it's more likely they begin to internalize that rather than say, oh, good job by you. You gave that to me, you know, right. in which case it's really just good job by you is, is sort of their, their takeaway from that. So um, you can get kind of you can get stuck in your head about what language you use, but like, I think it's also more the flip side is the risk that like, if you're never intentional about that language and if you're not thinking about what it might mean to the listener, you know, all this really is talking about the importance of empathy. Um, you know, I, I think there's a risk that you don't get as far as you might had you just sort of done some behavioral hacks to your own ways of, expressing yourself that that ultimately will be beneficial to you to your children to the people you're around uh, similar uh, my wife's gone down that path with the positive reinforcement of behavior and, and doing the 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 things you're discussing that adam grant has the book out about now but i do think it's first hearing something like that i think it's very easy to say well i'd be faking it 
right? I'd be faking this gratitude. I'd be faking this language. I'd be, you know, intentionally changing for my own benefit the way I'm talking to other people. And I will say that's a legitimate reaction to what Mike and I are talking about. But I do think twofold. Uh, one, it's interesting just that we can learn these things, that you can learn new language and learn new ways of talking to people. And it can be studied and it can be changed and life hack or, or uh, typical lifelong learning, whatever you want to call it, that's possible. And also think of it as just something new you're learning. And over time, it takes practice. Insert Alvin Iverson here, but like it takes practice. It takes time and it takes, you know, working those muscles up to do it naturally yeah. and just have it be part of who you are. So if you are someone who doesn't typically talk this way, don't, you know, shut it down and say, well, that's not going to happen for me. I, I do believe enough in growth mindset at this point that try it and see how it feels and see it, try it on for a little while and work at it yeah. and see how it makes you feel and the people around you feel. Yeah, for sure. And uh, Adam Grant wrote this book with his wife, Allison Sweet Grant. Uh, it's a nice name. Uh, Grant also is a giving name. Uh, yeah. You know, as you, you may take that for granted, Adam. Sorry. Uh, are, are you though? Are you sorry? I don't know. I mean, hopefully you appreciate me making jokes. But, uh, but the, it's called The Gift Inside the Box. And it's packaged like a gift uh, with, uh, that's become self-aware. <laughs> but it's not scary. I was going to go to Seven. Yeah. The, the movie Seven at the end, yeah. what's in the box. But yeah. um, so we do have this one last article, uh, which is about higher education that probably closes out or you know, maybe we hit on a couple other things around gratefulness. But it's um, from a uh, KUT.org. Uh, which is Austin's NPR station. Austin, of course, where we'll be in March for Southwest EDU, which is mm. a nice tie-in here. Yeah. Uh, but it's about uh, higher ed being grateful for the frustration that can come with learning. You'll learn from that too. This is from Jennifer Staten at KUT. And it's about a podcast. So it's sort of a podcast listen. I'll, I'll post that as well with uh, Southwestern University President Dr. Ed Berger and KUT's Jen Staten. But it's interesting of almost being grateful for the pain, right? Mm -hmm. My grateful mm -hmm. for the, the toughness of learning. I said before we started recording, reminds me of our Sans Forgetica episode yep. uh, where desirable difficulty, the idea yes. of pushing through that pain um, I am grateful for that. And I'm grateful for challenges in learning. And I thought yeah. this was a nice little listen and read around, be grateful for the climb, be grateful for the journey to learning something new. Yeah, for sure. The struggle, right? So like, you know, humanity, this depends on how much you want to lean into existential uh, psychology, existential philosophy, but a lot of it talks about, um, you know, the, the importance of suffering uh, to to like uh, creating meaning in life. So like if you're, if things are never hard, there isn't as much meaning to them, uh, which also I think uh, can, can uh, start moving you into the, the problem of affluenza, you know, where, you know, when you're entitled, everything's given to you. In some ways your life may wind up being more shallow than the life that involves a struggle. Uh, reminds me a little bit of, um, David and Goliath uh, by, uh, by Malcolm Gladwell as well, where it's sort of like the advantage of being an underdog is that you have tremendous motivation and nobody believes in us uh, chip on your shoulder that allows you to sort of self-motivate and have the grit and the effort necessary to succeed. I think that's sort of uh, the angle that this article takes, which is uh, if you learn to accept and embrace 
the hard parts of life, it will ultimately make you better. Uh, reminds me also of grit, you know, where uh, practice, practice, practice is hard and doing the reps can be tough, you know, like doing the hard work uh, is needed to become really good at things. And, you know, the people who really excel at that, um, you know, great athletes, great, uh, great thinkers, great writers, they lean into the, the daily practice, the, 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 the will to lean into the hard work that is necessary to truly become great. Best case, you can align that to some higher level sense of purpose, which frequently can allow you to motivate. So like, I am going to be the best, the best basketball player in the world. Therefore, I'm going to spend two or three hours in the gym every morning, really just, you know, grinding it out. You know, uh, LeBron James, great example of that, where like he, sure, he's a tremendously gifted athlete, but he's able to motivate himself and build that into his own identity. Uh, you know, maybe there was some help from the outside to do that, which is also gets back to that previous point of saying like, you're a hard worker. Right. But, um, but the more you can learn that, um, you know, when challenges present, it's an opportunity for you to demonstrate your true character. And if you never are facing those challenges, you almost need to seek them out. Uh, because if you're comfortable in this day and age, you're probably not challenging yourself enough. So like, I think that is that element of, if you're uncomfortable, you're probably learning. And if, uh, if you're embracing desirable difficulty, and if you're thankful for those who are challenging you to kind of get out of your comfort zone, um, you're ultimately going to be put into increasingly challenging circumstances. And by virtue of doing that, you'll overcome that imposter syndrome if you keep getting in there. And then eventually you'll become more than, than what you are today. And uh, at the end of the day, that's really what it is to be human. And that is, uh, you know, what we, uh, what we want to remind ourselves to be thankful about. Any final thoughts as we come to a close here on our Thanksgiving day podcast, whether on thankfulness, gratefulness, or, or topics that we've discussed here on the podcast? Pie. That's where your thoughts go. I I'm very, very thankful for Pi, both uh, the transcendental number, also the, the, the peak end of any great Thanksgiving is Pi. Oh, you're and, not saying, you're not, that's a different, not a different pronunciation of pecan. Pe oh, peak end, got it. Okay. Oh, got it. Yeah, the peak end theory, basically meaning if you end even a, let's say the mashed potatoes were dry, the, everything was dry, you ran out of gravy, the conversation got political, you know, you were sitting next to the cousin you're not particularly fond of, right. you know, like, et cetera, et cetera. Crazy Uncle Steve. But if it ends with pie, you may just, just, just allow yourself to be present and enjoy some pie, you know, because, like, I'm not even a huge pumpkin pie guy. But if it's Thanksgiving, I kind of want a little pumpkin pie. Sure. And it's sort of like Thanksgiving has a lot of those moments where it's like, as far as holidays go, it has its own special, like the, they got the branding right. Like, you know what it feels like to be in Thanksgiving. It's also a somewhat secular holiday, despite whatever the conversation may be around the table. So like, it's a nice opportunity to just embrace what it means to be human nowadays and maybe savor, savor a nice moment or two 
perhaps with some uh, pecan, sweet potato, maybe a little blueberry. Apple crisp all apple the way. Apple crisp, depending on your uh, persuasion, maybe some, uh, some, some, some mousses, you know, some uh, souffles, you know, like knock oh. yourself out. Don't forget dessert, I guess is my thing. Well, I do. So, you know, leave them wanting know, more. And, and yeah. uh, it's how you start and how you finish. Save, so save the, some room for dessert. It's all about the appetizers and the dessert here on uh, Trending in Education. Yeah. Uh, don't forget, we are with you on Twitter at Trending in Ed. Same on Facebook. We are on LinkedIn, linkedin.com slash Trending in Education. We want to have the conversation uh, not only here on the show, but afterwards as well with all of our listeners. So find us on one of those uh, platforms. Continue this conversation. Let us know about gratefulness and how you've learned or how you plan on learning to be a bit more grateful. Mike, final thought? Uh, Dan, I just wanted to let you know, I, I very much appreciate your contribution every time we do this show. And uh, I just wanted to say I'm grateful for uh, all of the, all the energy and uh, engagement that you provide me and our listeners every time we do this show. That makes me feel really nice, Mike. I, I appreciate that. And hopefully our listeners' cockles are warmed. <laughs> Down to the cockles. Uh, obviously, we appreciate each and every one of you listeners and, and hope you have a great holiday as we head into uh, the holiday season as well. We will have an episode in the future on holiday gift giving and gifts for uh, lifelong learners and children learners. So look forward to that and tons of great content coming down the pike in December. So really look forward to sharing that with each and every one of you. Until next time, you've been listening to Trending in Education.